exciting to be back here with all of you. Uh, we, we so appreciate all of you guys here at Foundation Church. You know, it doesn't even, I don't even feel like a guest. Uh, you know, I really, I'm, I'm a family member of this church. And it's just such a great blessing to see all the familiar faces here. And I want to also give honor where honor is due to your wonderful pastors of this house, Pastor Tom and Pastor Hope. They have been such a great inspiration to be and myself and really such a great support in everything that we do. And we really love them so much. And I can truly say you have some of the greatest men and women of God here with you guys. And I pray that, you know, that, uh, you know, that, they will, that God will multiply such people even in our nation. And, um, you know, I'm just so excited. Last time I came here, we didn't yet have a baby. I believe this was the first church uh, Pastor Tom announced that we actually announced that we are having a baby. And um, this time we have come back with little Zachariah and my beautiful wife. Do you want to stand over there in the corner? <laughs> uh, Zachariah is now 12, 12 uh, weeks of age, so he's still a newbie, he's still figuring out li life, and um, yes, what a blessing it has been. No one told us about the sleepless nights, but at least on Instagram, we make the pictures look very cute, <laughs> but what a blessing it has been. At, at six weeks, we took him with to Uganda, and... Um, you know, so already there he's seen in a bit of Africa and obviously now here in America too. So he is traveling a lot and what a great blessing he is. You know, he's, it's really been a blessing to have him with us and obviously my beautiful wife, which is such a blessing. And to be back here in America, you know, last time we were in America was in February, I believe. And so it's been a while. Last year we came to the USA around six times. And so this year, we haven't been here as much because we've been so busy in Africa. We've been seeing God do such a great work in the land of Africa, the continent of Africa. And really, God is pouring out His Spirit in these last days. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says in Numbers 14, 21, that as surely as I live, the whole earth shall be filled with my glory. And this is what God says, and He gives us a promise that we can know that Africa will be filled with the glory of God. But not just Africa, even here in America, we are believing God for the glory. Can you say amen? amen. And I believe it's happening in these days that we are living in. This nation won't be filled with corruption or demons or witchcraft. This nation of America will be filled with the glory of God. And that's what we're believing for as God's people. Can you say amen? And it's happening right now. So I'm so excited for what God is doing in this country and even flying over here. You know, I was so overwhelmed thinking about this because we are truly living in the greatest time. We are living in the greatest hour ever. And what a privilege it is to serve Jesus in these days. You see, it doesn't even feel like a cost anymore for me. You know, the Bible says those who lose their life find life. So when you give up your life, when you surrender, when you say yes to Jesus, you find life. For it is the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus has come so that we might have life. And life more abundantly. Hallelujah. So for me, 
It's been the greatest blessing serving Jesus. Jesus took my anxiety. Jesus took my sins. Jesus took my sicknesses, and he has set me free. So for me, it's not even about a cost anymore. It's a privilege to serve Jesus. It's a privilege to lift my voice. Uh, so today, I pray that you'll catch some of my passion here this morning with you and my love for Christ, because since I've been saved, I've been praying a prayer, and that's, Lord, let me fall more in love with you every day of my life. And that's been my prayer since I've been saved until now. And for those that don't know, I was out partying one night. Uh, I was not drinking the new wine of heaven. I was drinking the old wine and um, doing all the worldly things. And there, out of that party, I fell into an open vision of myself speaking to thousands of people in the African bush about Jesus Christ. And I couldn't understand that because I knew I wasn't right with God. Uh, I wasn't trying to look to serve Jesus. I was out partying, doing worldly things. And that next morning, I woke up not remembering anything of the night because of how much alcohol I drank, except this open vision of myself speaking to thousands of people. So I could not understand that. And it was that following night that I had this radical encounter with Jesus where I said, Lord, I don't just want to know about you. I want to know you. I give you everything. And from that day, I've been, I've been bold about Jesus. I had a revelation that if I can live so hard for the devil, how much more harder can I live for the truth that sets a man free? So, so for me... So for me, I told everyone about Jesus. I mean, I, you know, if I was in a cinema, I would stand up when the movie was done and, and start to preach there at an open, open crusade. I would, when I would fly, I used to play tennis when I was you know, 40 kilograms lighter. Uh, I missed Africa. I was missing Africa, but so I dressed like an African for all of you uh, this, this, this morning. But, you know, so when I would travel for my tennis, on the plains, I would preach, I would stand up, preach Jesus, because I was so hungry, so thirsty for people to know about this Jesus that we serve. Because you see, he's not some dead thing, he is alive. And he changed my life, and if he can change my life, he can change your life. And that's how it's been for me, then I went and bought at the second-hand store a microphone, a megaphone, they call it, and we have taxis in South Africa, and the taxi ranks, and I would go and stand and preach there uh, to people because I was just so desperate for people to know Jesus. And many times I would encounter people from different faiths. I wouldn't even know what, uh, uh, you know, things about their faith, but I was just, you know, I had an encounter with Jesus, and he loves me, so he must love you. That's what I would tell people, and it would work. And um, from there, <laughs> we, I finally went into ministry, and that's the ministry that we run today, Take the Nations. And as the pastor was mentioning earlier, we just got back from Uganda, where we saw such a great harvest of souls. You know, in the last 10 years in this area of Matiana, there hasn't been a, a larger gathering than 1,000 people. And that was done by the president. So for us to go to an area like Matiana, to Uganda, to this area, you know, one of the largest churches in Africa said, why are you going there? You must be crazy. You will not get people there. But hallelujah. Over 60,000 people over four nights came to hear the gospel. Because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Hallelujah. 
So that's what we did there. We lifted up Jesus. Uh, we, we worshiped Jesus and people came. Miracles happened. The crippled were walking. The blind were seeing. The deaf was hearing. We had one boy that came that was born blind in his right eye. And he came forward to receive Christ, not even, uh, you know, listening to even maybe the prayer of healing, but he just came forward because he wanted to receive salvation. And as he came forward and he prayed the prayer, the Bible says he makes all things new. The next morning, that boy with his right eye that was blind, he woke up shouting because his eye he could see now. Hallelujah. So we have a little video I would like to show all of you. And really just the, the video is there just to show all of you that all of you here are part of this harvest in Africa. Evangelist Reinhard Bonnke said that Africa shall be saved. And I've begun saying that Africa is being saved. Because that is what is happening in, this, in these days we are living in. People are being raised up like never before. We are seeing such a great harvest come in. So media team, would it be possible? Thanks, guys. I'm in the way.
the might of the Lord. Could not even see. So if God can do it in Africa, God can do it here in America. Hallelujah! America shall be saved. America shall be shaken. And it's happening. And every one of you here are part of this harvest in America and the nations of this world. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. If you have your Bibles... I want you to go to the book of Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. From verse 17 I'm going to be reading because every single man, every single woman here, the Bible says many are called but few are chosen. And every single one of you in this room today are called by God for such a time as this. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. God has called you. God has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. And all his plans for you are good. And God calls us to, work in, to, to walk in his plans. And the Bible says to please God, we need to walk by faith. Come on, say faith. 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 The Bible says that the just shall live, or in some translations, shall walk by faith. So if you have been justified by the blood of Jesus, who has been justified in this room today? Who knows that they are righteous? Hallelujah. Who knows they are a child of God? Who knows that they are redeemed? Hallelujah. Are filled with the Holy Ghost? Then you are called to live a life. You are called to walk a life of faith. You see, God is no respecter of persons. You can try scream to get his attention. You can try whatever you want. You can try complain. What gets God's attention is faith. Hallelujah. And what God is looking for today is people that will walk by this faith. You know, you don't have to be an evangelist like me on a platform like this to walk by faith. You can be a businessman, you can be a businesswoman, you can be a school teacher, you can be a mother, you can be a father. But every single person has to walk by faith. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that it is impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who comes to God must believe that God exists and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Hebrews 11. So faith always brings a reward. Faith always brings a blessing. Faith always will bring open doors, will bring favor. It will bring acceleration. It will bring breakthrough. Hallelujah. This year, God spoke to us about 2023. It will be a year of breakthrough and acceleration. And for us to see that happen, and we're busy seeing it right now, it knew we, it, we knew we had to you know, crank up a gear to get to a new level of faith. Because everything is by faith. If you are living the Christian life, the Bible says when you are in Christ, when you become born again, God has given you a measure of faith. Every single person that is born again, if you've repented of your sins, you have a measure of faith. But here's the thing, we have to learn to walk in that faith. 
Hallelujah. You have to learn to use your own faith. Every time someone came to Jesus, uh, hungry, thirsty, they had faith. He always said, go, your faith has made you a whole. Not my faith, not Jesus' faith, your faith. You see, it's your faith that will get you the miracle. It's your faith that will open doors. Evangelist Oral Roberts used to sing a song in his 10 campaigns called, You Hold a Miracle. The miracle is in your hand. You hold a miracle. I hold a miracle. Come and say, I hold a miracle. I hold a miracle. I hold a breakthrough. I hold an open door. Say, it's in my hands. Hallelujah. Because Jesus has given you all authority. He has given you all power. The Bible says that the devil is not next to you. Sickness is not next to you. Poverty is not next to you. Demons are not next to you. The devil is under your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's under your feet. It's not next to you. It's <laughs> hallelujah. People, when, people ask us all the time when we go do these big crusades in Africa because we have the witch doctors that come. The, uh, they, they, do you guys know of witch doctors? You ever heard of witch doctors? Sangomas, traditional healers. Oh, people ask me, but aren't you very scared in those areas? Don't you know that place has a lot of curses and uh, spiritual attacks and witches? I say, how can I be scared of darkness when I have lights inside of me? Can darkness touch light? No. Darkness cannot comprehend light. And the Bible says when your eyes are single, your whole body is flooded with light. So in other words, when you step into a place, no matter how dark the place may look, hallelujah. And those witch doctors that come to our meetings, those Satanists that come and curse, and, they sh- and they're screaming, ah, da, 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 da. I'm cursing you, I'm cursing you. And they, you know, it, it goes on for five minutes, then 10 minutes. Now the person is beginning to sweat and they look so tired. And their curses are doing nothing because they can't touch a child of God. And those people end up getting saved. Every crusade now we have uh, the witch doctors and the sangomas that come to Jesus. Some of them even become pastors and preachers of the gospel. Because the blessing is greater than the curse. It's time that we stop focusing on the devil and focus on what God has done once and for all on that cross when Jesus said, It is finished. But we focus on the circumstances and, you know, this and this experience. But what about his word? Faith comes by hearing and by hearing what? The word of God, not my word, his word. We need to be filled with his word constantly. Every day of our life. Filled with his word, meditating on his word day and night. So that when we get squeezed in whatever situation we find ourselves in, His word comes out. His word comes out. His word comes out. You see, if you were to squeeze an orange this morning and apple juice was to come out, you would throw that orange away. Am I right? You would say, this is a gross orange. I don't want to eat this. I'm going to take it back. You know, I'm going to sue that company. Uh, But why isn't it equally weird when a Christian gets squeezed and everything but Jesus comes out? 
What comes out of you? What comes out of you? That's why your eyes have to be fixed on Christ. That's why your faith needs to be in Him alone. Not in the, in, in the things around you, the circumstances. No, fixed on Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. So I'm excited. We're going to go to a new level this morning. Um, I'm believing God for great, powerful breakthroughs here. Miracles to happen here. The same Jesus that does miracles in Africa does miracles in America too. We were just in Kentucky uh, a few days ago. I did seven services there, and we had, we had people coming out of the wheelchairs, people. We had, a, we had a, 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 drug, a drug lord that came on with crutches. He came forward to receive Christ, and in that moment, I prayed for him, and the Lord completely healed him. He went off his, off his crutches, and he was so happy, he threw those crutches against the wall. Bah! And the pastor said, why did you have to do that? I said, don't speak to that man like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus does miracles. So I'm believing God for great miracles. The Bible says he's not the great I was. He's the great I am. He does not change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever you need this morning, you can take it by faith. So the Bible says in Luke 5, verse 17. I'm going to read out of the Amplified one day, as Jesus was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord, come on, say power of the Lord, was present to heal with, was present with him to heal. Some men came carrying on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed, and they tried to bring him in and lay him down in front of Jesus. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on a roof. And they removed some tiles to make an opening and lowered him through the tiles with a stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, I love what the Amplified says. It says, when Jesus saw their active faith, he said, man, your sins are forgiven. The scribes and the Pharisees begin to consider and question the implication of what he had just said, saying, who is this man who speaks blasphemies by claiming the rights and prerogatives of God? Who can forgive sins, that is to remove guilt, nullify sins, penalty, and assign righteousness except God alone? But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, answered them, Why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk. But in order that you may know that the Son of Man, the Messiah, has authority and power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. He immediately, come on, say immediately. immediately. Stood up before them, picked up his stretcher and went home glorifying and praising God. They were all astonished and they began glorifying God as they were all filled with fear and kept saying, fear to God obviously, not fear to man, fear to God and kept saying, we have seen wonderful and incredible things today. Father, bless the word in the mighty name of Jesus. Let it touch every heart. 
The power of the Lord was present to heal. And crowds came to hear about Jesus. Everywhere Jesus went, we know in the Bible, feeding the 5,000 men, not even including uh, women or children, people were hungry to be around Jesus. People wanted to hear what he said. People wanted to see the demonstration of the kingdom of God. People wanted to see the crippled walk. People wanted to see the dead race. People were, people were interested because the Bible says in Psalms 110 verse 3, thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. In other words, people are willing when the power of God is on display. People are willing to come to Jesus when power is there. People are delivered when power is there. Hallelujah. That's what we need more than ever today. That's why we have to preach this word unashamedly. That's why Paul the Apostle said, for I am not ashamed. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. T.L. Osborne said this, we don't need more power, we need more gospel. Because when the gospel is preached, when this message is preached, when Jesus is lifted up, I say, it's like all of heaven comes to see what's going on. Miracles become easy. And that's what happened in the story because people were so hungry to see these things that Jesus was doing, so hungry to hear the teachings and to see all these things. And the Bible says that they were in this house and all of a sudden the crowds, you know, were, were way too great. I can't imagine how many people were in that house. But here was this man that was unable to walk, that was paralyzed, paralyzed but was so desperate for his miracle that his friends carried him on a stretcher because they knew one thing if they could get in front of Jesus, if they could get God's attention. And you see, faith gets his attention. And that's what they began to do. They began to look for a way how they're going to take this paralyzed man into, the, into this room. And when they got probably to that door, they realized, this is, we're not going to fit this man through this door. We're going to have to make a different plan. And that's when they looked up and they saw the roof. And they said, oh, I have an idea. Then the other friend turned to the other friend and said, I also have an idea. And you see, back then there were no elevators or escalators. Have you ever carried a man up, up a roof? Can you imagine carrying a guy like me up a roof? No. No. It wouldn't work. But they were so hungry, so desperate. And their faith made a way. And that's what happened there that these, that these people, you know what? We're going to do everything that we can. We're going to try everything we can. And that's why they decided to hitch up the roof. To get up to the roof. And finally they got up the roof. I'm sure they were, um, they must have been sweating so much from carrying a man up a roof on a stretcher. But finally, when they got up there, they realized, you know what? Jesus is right below us right now. Then they probably realized they didn't even have a hammer with them to open up the roof, open up the tiles. They don't know how they did it, but they, they made a hole there in the tiles, in the, in the roof. And there they saw, they began to lower that man, that, that paralyzed man on a stretcher before Jesus. And that's where the Bible then says, when Jesus saw their faith, their active faith, because faith without action is dead. 
You can say you have, you can say and believe that you have faith, but until you put it into work, you don't really know what you have. <laughs> Are you hearing me? We're not just called to, to, to we, we, we're called to walk this out as a believer. And that's what happened in that moment when Jesus saw this man being lowered before him. So desperate. That's when he said to him, son, your sins are forgiven. And then the Pharisees and the, 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 the scribes, they didn't understand. Jesus, what are you saying here to this man? Who gives you such power and authority to forgive sins? And G the Bible says, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, he said back to them, what is easier for me to say? Your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk. Hallelujah. And what we so tend to do today, many times, and maybe you've come in here today with cancer. Maybe you've come in here with a blood disease or, you know, maybe, you, maybe you're bound by something. Many times we, we say, you know what, I have to pray three hours to, to you know, you're going to have to pray because this happens all the time. Sometimes when I lay my hands, I just say, fire! And then the person looks at me and says, pray longer! Is that all? Just a few sentences, you know. Because what we, say, what we tend to do many times, we say, oh, you know, cancer is very bad. Blood disease is very bad. Crip, people crippled is very bad. But a headache, that's not so bad. There you can say fire and I'll be gone. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Or... or Someone tormented by demons. Now you, you have to ask. You have to ask that demon what, what his name is and his grandfather's name. I don't care about that. I just want to see that person free. Yeah. Hallelujah! I don't do that. Preach Jesus. He's the deliverer. No, but you have to go through the list, Daniel. No, you, Jesus says, what is easier for me to say? Your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk. That's why we need to have faith. That's why we need to renew our minds to this word to realize that nothing is impossible for those who believe. No matter if you've come in here with cancer, no matter if you've come in here bound by devils and demons, tormented night by night, if you're here today stuck in sins, Jesus says to you, what is easier? Why can he say this? Why did he say this? And why can I say this? Because on that cross, every sin, every sin known to man, every sickness known to man every curse known to man every ounce of poverty known to man was placed upon Jesus on that cross was placed upon Jesus and he died for that for you because you were the joy set before him it gave him joy knowing that if you went to that cross you could be free you could be set free you could be healed you could be saved and he didn't just die he was raised up on that third day he was raised up hallelujah so no sickness is too hard for Jesus no sin is too hard for Jesus 
No breakthrough is too hard for Jesus. No war. Hallelujah. Because on that cross, he destroyed the power of the devil once and for all. Hallelujah. So now we can step in. Now we can receive this inheritance. Because the Bible says that we have an inheritance. Come on, say, I have an inheritance. And if anyone here has ever received an inheritance, to receive an inheritance, somebody has to die. And guess what? Jesus died. Now you can be a partaker of that inheritance. Hallelujah. And we walk in this inheritance by faith. We walk in this inheritance by taking action in the Christian life. Hallelujah. T.R. Osborne used to say, he never used to even pray for the sick. He would say, put your faith into action. And that's what a believer has to do. You have to put your faith, what you believe, into action. And I'm so thankful the Bible gives us some keys. So if you, if you, have, your, if you have your Bible, Romans 10, please. Man, I'm excited. Who's excited this morning? Who has joy this morning? I was glad when I went to the house of the Lord. Not sad, not mad, but glad. Hallelujah. Because we're taking over. Romans 10 says this, verse 6. But the righteousness, which is of faith, speaks. The righteousness, which is of faith, speaks on this wise. Say not thine, thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up again from the dead. But what saith it? Thy word is near thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Hallelujah. Then the next verse, we, we quote this all the time. Verse 9, that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead and thee shall be saved. Hall thee, sorry, thou. Thou shalt be saved. I can't blame on the jet lag anymore. Thou shalt be saved. So if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. But the Bible says here that the word of faith that we preach, the message of faith that we preach, that his word is near. And the Bible says that his word is in our heart and in our mouth. This is the word of faith that we preach. The Bible says, and, and the, when we just read that, the righteousness which is of faith speaks. Hallelujah. So you, who's righteous in this place again? Let me see. Great. You are called to speak his word. You see, the devil don't care what you believe until you begin to speak. Many people believe different things, but they aren't speaking enough. They're not speaking his word, for death and life is in the power of the tongue. What are you speaking over your situation? What are you speaking over your family? What are you speaking over your circumstances today? Hallelujah. When I, when I speak to, I've, I've, been, I've been able to travel all over the world now. I've been, been all over Russia, uh, Africa, Asia, America. And many times I, 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 I get to meet different people uh, in rehab centers and get to preach to them and speak to them. And here's the thing, many times they say, no, but I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a, I'm a drug addict. And first thing you have to do to get set free is change 
the way you speak. Hallelujah. You can't keep saying that I'm a drug addict. You can't keep saying I'm a, I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you no longer are a sinner. If you have been saved by grace, you are a son. You are a daughter. You are a child of God. You are redeemed. You are justified. Hallelujah. I am blessed. I am the head and not the tail. I have dominion. You have to speak his word. And the Bible says here that his word is in our hearts and in our mouth. And if we confess Jesus Christ as Lord with our mouth and believe in our heart, we shall be saved. And that's faith. Faith is so easy. T.L. Osborne used to say, miracles are so easy, you can miss it. Miracles are so easy, you can miss it. And that's why it was such a stumbling there when Jesus was, was speaking there about, you know, when he said, what is easier for me to say? Your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk. Because the anointing, come on, say the anointing. The Bible says it is the anointing that destroys the yoke of the enemy. And when the power of God, when that anointing is there in the place, no matter how bound the person may be, no matter how sick the person may be, no matter how demonized the person may be, no matter how much sin that person may be, in one moment with Jesus, they are set free. In one encounter with Jesus, they are healed, they are redeemed. And here Paul shows us this word of faith that we preach and what we believe. Our faith in Christ is meant to, yes, believe in our hearts, but confess. What are you confessing today over your situation? What are you speaking over your situation? Hallelujah. Because you're meant to speak his word no matter what comes around. Speak his word. Can you say amen? He has given us his word above everything else. We can stand on his word and if I can do it as an African boy in Africa, then you can do it today. You can do it today. You can grab hold of his word. You can put your faith into action and believe God for great things, for open doors, for breakthrough, for acceleration. Because you have the power to do it. And it's in your mouth. Hallelujah. It's in your mouth today. It's in your mouth today. Stop complaining. Stop whining. God doesn't use complainers. God does not use complainers and whiners. God does not use complainers and whiners. Hey! But people that are speaking life. Because Jesus has come so we might have life and life more abundantly. Is there anyone here that believes that today? Life. 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 And it's in your mouth this morning. It's in your mouth. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. What are you speaking over your situation? What are you? I'm coming down. Is that okay? Great. Like I said, I used to play tennis. So now with the preaching, I have to burn my calories. So that's why I walk around. <laughs> Amen. But what are you speaking over your situation today? 
Is it that life that Christ came to die, to set you free, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. No shackles, no more chains, no more sins, no more sicknesses, no more curses, but free. The truth shall set you free. And it's the truth of God's word of what Jesus did 2,000 years ago on that cross. It's already been done. You just have to receive it by faith this morning. Amen. You have to put your faith into action. You have to work your faith. Oh, thanks, my brother. I have two podiums. Wow. That's impressive. Impressive. You have to do it yourself. You need to use your faith. God has given you faith. For whatever you need this morning, for whatever, whatever you're going through, He has given you faith. But it's up to you to use it. It's up to you to tap in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what happened in Acts 16 with Paul and Silas. Because they casted out that demon, that woman that was behind them. The people realized, oh, now we're not going to make any profit from this lady. We're going to throw you in prison, Paul and Silas. And the Bible says that they chained up their feet. They chained them up, but here's one thing they forgot. <laughs> hey, some of you are catching it already. The devil forgot to chain up their mouth. Because when they began praying, when they began singing to God, when they began praising, the prison doors opened up. Hallelujah. So no matter what prison you may be in here this morning, your faith can take you out of that prison cell. Amen. Hey, it's good news. If it's not good news, it's not the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your faith can make that way. Your faith can open up that jail bar. You might say to me right now, I'm not in, I'm sitting here in church. How can I be in a prison cell? Maybe a spiritual prison. You might be stuck today. You might be stuck this morning, not knowing what to do, chained up by addiction, by sin. But I have good news for you. <laughs> Jesus has done it all. And if you begin to speak his word and declare his word, for his word is in your heart and in your mouth, and you begin to speak the word of the Lord, you will come out of that prison cell. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, go hee hee ha ha. That's why joy is so powerful. You see, you can't look at me like this and say, I have joy. No, you don't have joy. Send the message to your face. Are you hearing me? Joy is so powerful, for out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. What is in your heart this morning? It needs to come out.
shout. You need to praise the Lord. You need to give Him a shout. You have to work your faith. Hallelujah. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That means you are only as strong as the joy that you have. You think you're very strong. Well, where's the joy? You want to be strong in the spirit? He he ha ha. Hallelujah. For joy, joy is so powerful. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Not depression, not sickness. And that's what happened in that story in Luke 5. The power of God was present to heal with Jesus. And every time someone encountered the anointing, every time someone encountered Jesus, they walked away leaping, walking, leaping, and praising God. There was great joy in the city. There was great excitement in the city because Jesus does not bring sadness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 1 Peter 1 verse 8 says this, Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him, not yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even to the salvation of your souls. So you go from believing to receiving. Who's believing God for great things? Who's ready to receive those great things today? Who's believing to receive cars today in Jesus' name? Who's believing to receive property today in Jesus' name? Who's believing to receive a touch today in Jesus' name? The Bible says you go from believing to receiving with joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. And that's what Paul and Silas did in that prison. They didn't allow their circumstances to affect what's inside of them, but they allowed what's inside of them to come out. Because greater he that is in you than he is in the world. You are born of God. And whoever is born of God is more than a conqueror. Overcomes the things of this world. Hallelujah. You're all okay over here? Beautiful people. Jesus in that boat. When the disciples woke him up saying, Jesus, look at the storm. Look at the storm. And he got up and he said, Peace be still. Why could he say that? Because he carried peace. He's the prince of peace. You see, you can only release what you have. You can only release what you carry. That's why you have to know what you carry. That's why you have to carry his word. That's why you have to have his word inside of you so you can speak it. I can't speak it for you. You have to speak it yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. You have
have to come to that place. You have to get hungry. You have to get thirsty. The Bible says in John 7 verse 37, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone who is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. He didn't say come unto me and think. We have too many thinkers, not enough drinkers. Why are they laughing? Because they're happy. Hallelujah. No, but Daniel, why, why are people falling? Don't worry about that. Focus on Jesus. Get a touch from him. Get encountered by him. Because if you encounter the King of Kings, if you encounter the Lord of Lords, you will never be the same. You will go from darkness to light. You were once lost. Now you are found. Hallelujah. If anyone you is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his belly. Come on, say, out of my belly. Some of you have a big belly like me. Some of you have a small belly. That's okay. But out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. God is not in you like a lake. God is not in you like a dam. God is in you like a river. And he wants to flow out and touch your family. He wants to flow out and touch your business. That's why every single one of us here today has a job to play. This is not just for an evangelist with a mic like this. Before, before I got to preach in beautiful churches like this, everywhere I went, your life needs to be your pulpit. Because you have a river inside of you. You have a river inside of you. And that's what happens when you have faith. People say, no, but I'm in a wilderness season. How can you be in a wilderness season if you have a river? That's why we have to believe his word and speak his word and stand on his word because he will take us to the other side. He has given us everything that we need right now to live victorious, to live the triumphant life of Christ. Hallelujah. But we have to act. We have to speak it out. We have to believe his word above what we see on Facebook and Instagram on whatever news station. That he is doing a new thing. That Florida will be filled with the glory. That revival is coming here and it has started already. That America is being saved. That our children are going to serve Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something this morning? I believe at the stadiums of Florida, they weren't just made for, I know you guys have football. We have rugby in South Africa. But you guys have football here. Football, right? What other sports do you guys have here? Baseball, what else? Hockey? Basketball, thank you. The stadiums of America were not just made for football for basketball, for baseball. I believe that the stadiums of Florida, the stadiums of America, were not made for just sports alone, but the stadiums of America were meant for thousands and thousands of believers to come together and worship Jesus because that's what's going to happen in these days.
We in Cape Town, anyone been to Cape Town here? Few people. We have a saying, Cape Town is where God lives. That's so beautiful. <laughs> but we have a stadium called the Cape Town International Stadium. And I met with, I met with a man, he's, he's, he's not even a believer, he's actually an atheist. And he helped build that stadium, a multi-billionaire. And he said to me, you know, it's very strange because since we built the stadium of 80,000 people, I've never seen that stadium filled to capacity. But when there's a church meeting there, But when there's a church meeting there at that stadium, it's filled to overflow. And I told that man, it's because that soccer stadium was not made for the World Cup. It was made for revival. Hallelujah. And it's the same over here in Jesus' name. We can expect the greatest move of God in these days. We can expect the greatest harvest, the greatest blessings, the greatest breakthrough. But it's our faith that we have to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are you believing God for today? What are you needing today? I'm telling your faith, your faith. Your faith, your faith will make it possible. For all things are possible with God. No matter how great the thing may look, you might have a mountain in front of you. Jesus says, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. And if your faith can move a mountain, it can move anything. 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 No matter what mountain you're facing here this morning, no matter what storm you're facing here this morning, there is a way. There is a truth. There is a life. And that is Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ. No other king came and died for you. No other king came and paid that price for you. No other king came and made a way for you. Jesus, who's the king of kings, who's the Lord of lords, who's the great I am, who's the alpha and the omega, who's the beginning and the end, who's the soon coming king. It is him alone. Hallelujah. You all okay? Okay, great. I still have uh, six and a half more hours. <laughs> wow. Most churches you go to, they're like, ah. Here it's like, wow. Praise the Lord for hungry people. This is who God's using in this hour. People who are hungry, people who are thirsty. People who will come to the altar and say, Jesus, take everything. Take everything. Use everything of me. Use everything of me. Here am I. Send me. Put that fire inside of you. You need power today. You can't leave here without power. For the Bible says when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses. Power comes upon you. You can't be a witness without power. Otherwise, you'll be a Jehovah witness. Are you hearing me? You need power. Because thy people are willing in the day of thy power. 
people are willing when the power of God is on display. You need power. Hallelujah. Because people are dying every day. Going to hell. People are lost and you carry the answer inside of you. You carry hope inside of you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. It sounds very good to say Christ in the heavens. The hope of glory. But that's not what the Bible says. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You carry the answer. You carry the solution. That's why we need power to launch us. Like a rocket gets launched to space. That fire, that power of God launches you into the calling of God for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we need a touch from God. That's why we need to allow Him to deal with our hearts. Because out of, the, out of the heart, your mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. That's why for me to have a microphone over here and speak in front of you, <laughs> it's not difficult. Because what's inside of me comes out. What's inside of me comes out. When I'm in my Bible, I, I, I read my Bible, I, I worship Jesus, I pray because I love Him. I don't use God. I don't, I don't read my Bible even to preach a sermon. Are you hearing me? I read my Bible. I worship Jesus. I pray because I love him. Because he's my Lord. He's my Savior. And out of that relationship, my mouth speaks. It comes out of me. Hallelujah. No matter where I am, no matter if I'm in the shop, no matter if I'm with my family, no matter if I'm with my friends or whoever I'm with, it comes out because it is a river inside of me. It's a flowing force that's, that's inside of me. I know in America you guys have beavers, right? South Africa, we don't have beavers. So I can't say this in South Africa. People will look at me like, huh? In America, they have beavers, and many times we want to have the beaver anointing, and we want to clog up the river. Are you hearing me? We want to stop the river. We want to stop the flow. But we're not called to have the beaver anointing. We're called to let that river flow, because it is a river of life. Everywhere that river flows, Ezekiel 47 speaks about a temple. And a river flowing from that temple. And everywhere that river flowed, there was life. I want to tell you today, in, in the New Covenant, the New Testament, you are a temple of the Holy Ghost. You are a temple of God. And out of you flows this river of living water. Life. Life. A river of miracles. A river of blessing. A river of breakthrough. A river of flavor is flowing from you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Doesn't this get you excited? Yes. Man. Yes. Hallelujah. You can tap into it right now. You don't even need me to lay hands on you. Let God lay his hands on you. Let God come and touch you and fool you and do the work inside of you. You know, in those big crusades that we do, we have 30,000 people, 20,000, 40,000 people in front of me. You know, for me, as a being myself, I, I can't get through the crowd and lay hands on everybody. I can't do that. 
That's why I have to get their faith to work. <laughs> That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing his word. Jesus is the word. The word that became flesh, the living word. And when you preach Jesus, when you lift up him, faith comes alive in people. And miracles, there, 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 begins to pop everywhere all over the place. Crutches go up. People shouting in this corner, the blind, I see, I see, I see. I can hear, I can hear, I can hear. Because they begin to work their faith. They begin to, hear, to work their faith and they grab hold of his word for his word brings life. Hallelujah. Some of our most powerful miracles that we have had has been when no one has laid hands on that person. And sometimes I think God does it on purpose to show you, you know what? It's not you doing the miracle. <laughs> it's me. Miracles are easy because Jesus does it. We had a mother bring a, a dead baby girl to our service. Second night in Mpatumatu. And there that night again, I was just praying for the sick from, from the stage, from the, from the platform. And the mother just brought that dead baby girl to one of our team members, one of our mission trip uh, people, actually from Atlanta. And he didn't know what to even do because he's never been given a dead baby girl. <laughs> so he just, he just held the baby there and said, well, I'm just going to hold her and, you know, we'll deal with it now. Daniel's busy praying. But there in that moment, resurrection life came into that dead baby girl. Resurrection life. Resurrection life. I didn't get to lay hands on her. The next day, that field was too small. People were walking from the mountain seven hours away, nine hours away, walking to come see what Jesus is doing. Hallelujah. Because when Jesus shows up into a scene, no matter how dead the place may look, no matter how dead the situation may look, life comes. Life comes. He's the giver of life. We need to have faith. We need to use our faith. That's why we need to speak his word. Speak the answer and not the problem. Speak the solution. Hallelujah. Faith. Faith gets his attention. Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus, a man that was a beggar that was so, imagine being blind. Blind, born blind. But he heard of a man. Faith comes by hearing. <laughs> so faith came alive inside of him and he realized if he could just get close enough to Jesus. And if he could raise his voice loud enough and get his attention, he wouldn't have to stay blind. So in that moment when he realized while well, the crowds are coming, they, Jesus must be coming. He's very important. You know, he, he, he could definitely hear there was things happening. He began to shout as loud as he could. Because if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. So he didn't stay quiet. Too many of us want to stay quiet. 
God hasn't called you to be an echo. He has called you to be a voice. And that's what happened in that moment when he realized, you know, Jesus, Jesus probably over there. I'm going to get his attention. Son of David, have mercy on me. And you know what happened? You see, religion will always tell people to shut up. You know, it's okay to believe, but don't speak that out. Don't speak out that you love Jesus. Don't speak out that you're blessed and you're prosperous. Are you hearing me? Don't speak that stuff. You don't, have to, you, know, you don't have to share that testimony. It's okay. Keep it to yourself. No! So they said, shh, Jesus is here. Act holy. Don't, 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 Quiet. But faith doesn't care about other people's words. Faith only cares what his word says. And he knew if he could get close enough to Jesus, he could receive his miracle. So he didn't go softer as many people would do today. Oh, I'm really sorry. Okay, son of David. He didn't do that. Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Finally in that moment, Jesus, who's that man shouting? That man, that man sounds pretty desperate. Bring that man to me right now. And in that moment, because of blind Bonamaze's desperation, he was before Jesus. He was before Jesus. And Jesus said, what do you want, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, I want to see. I want to see. Jesus, I want to see. How desperate are you? And Jesus said, go, not my faith, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. And the Bible says instantly blind Bartimaeus was no longer blind Bartimaeus. For he could see he was just Bartimaeus, hallelujah. And he received a sight. Your faith today can make a way for you. Your faith can make a way for you today. Your faith can bring you the blessing. Your faith can bring you deliverance. Your faith can bring you salvation in Jesus today. You have to make a decision. You have to get out of your comfortable chair. Evangelist Ronald Bonke used to say this, Jesus will lift you out of the pits of hell, but he will not lift you out of your comfortable chair. Oh, but I like my chair. Well, you're going to be waiting there for very long. Are you hearing me? You have to do something with what God has done. What he has given you already. You have to do something. You have to get out of your comfortable chair, your, your, your comfortable couch. Or do, we don't, you don't say couch, you say sofa. Sofa? Couch? Okay. South Africa, we just say couch. Couch. So many different words I have to say, even here. I don't say pastor, I say pastor, right? Pastor. Water. I say water. It's, how am I supposed to say water? Water. 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 Sorry. Sounds like tongue still. But I'll get it. Hallelujah. 
You know, in Africa, they just say, drink this. You know, they don't offer you here in, in wonderful church like this. They offer you, what type of water would you like? Uh, do you want this water, this water? I said, well, you know, whatever. I'm okay with, with anything. In Africa, they just say, here, drink this right now. They just hand it to you. <laughs> what a blessed nation. Hallelujah. Your faith can make a way for you. Your faith, His Word, taking His Word, for this is what we preach. His Word is in your heart. His Word is near to you. It's in your heart and in your mouth. You carry the answer right now for your problems. For what you are going through right now, you carry it right now. You carry His Word. You carry His Word. And no matter how hard it may look, no matter how difficult it may look, like, like, that, like that man that was, that was paralyzed. Paralyzed. And Jesus says, what's easier for me to say? Because that's what we tend to do today. One thing's harder than the other. One sickness is harder than the other. One problem is harder than the other. But Jesus has already dealt with it all. And you just have to receive it by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a good father. A good father that holds nothing back that's good from his children. Amen. But we have to act on his word. I did not die for you. I did not pay that price for you. Jesus only did that. Jesus only paid the price. Jesus was the one that died for you. And you're not going to stand before evangelist Daniel one day. You're going to stand before Jesus. You see, even with me, I don't come to Jesus like this, like a, like a big evangelist. No, I come to Jesus like a child. Because one day I'm going to stand before Jesus. Every single person is going to stand before Jesus and he's going to ask you, what did you do with your life? What did you do with your life? That's why we have to work our faith. That's why we have to use what God has given us right now and create a life of, of success, of victory, and live that life that Christ has died for us. Amen. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Speak His word. Speak life over your situation. No matter how it looks, though it might be a mountain in the way, it will crumble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, he loves us. The Bible says God is love. And love never fails. Even on your hardest days, his love never fails. The other day I was in front of an, 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 an alcoholic and I asked him, what are you what are you believing for in your life? He says, well, I don't even, this was last week. He says, I don't even believe in myself. So how can I believe for other things? I said, can I tell you the powerful thing about the gospel? I said, though you don't even believe in yourself, God does not stop believing in you. God does not stop believing in you. Though you don't know what you believe. That's why we see atheists come to Jesus. They don't know what they believe, but thank God, He does not stop believing in them. 
Hallelujah. He died for them. He loves them and his love never fails. That's why we see them come to Jesus. And at the end of that meeting, that man that I was speaking to was the first one to come to the altar to receive Jesus. Hallelujah. Because we can love him because he first loved us.